This is the Malouli Asset Management Podcast for Wednesday, March 2nd. I'm Tom Malouli. Welcome back. Today we are uh, looking at a market that yesterday afternoon was down at 1.120 points. We're seeing a lot more volatility in the market, and we're going to address that here in the podcast. But before we do, I'd like to spend a moment or two talking about the article that was written by John Dorfman. Date of that was February 27, 2011. John Dorfman is a money manager. He is chairman of Thunderstorm Capital in Boston. He's also a syndicated columnist for Bloomberg.com. And what we like to do is take a look at what Dorfman's talking about this week and comment on whether we agree or disagree. In this week's column, he talks about balance sheet powerhouses. What Dorfman has done is he has come up with a model where he drills down through a universe of stocks to build his list based on companies that have a stock market value of a billion dollars. They have 300 million or more in cash. They've got very little debt. They've got good financial ratios. So he drills down and gets a list. But my question is, how good is the list? Does having a strong balance sheet ensure good stock performance? And isn't it possible or hasn't it happened where companies have gone back in time and adjusted or made changes to their balance sheet and their income statement to the point where some companies have revised earnings reports that happened last quarter or even last year? Some companies have gone back and restated earnings for the previous two or three years. How reliable is this information and is this what you want to be basing your investment decisions on personally i'd rather not leave it to chance because you look at dorfman's list he came up with 28 names all really nice companies but you know a, a company like netflix wasn't on the list and last year that stock went from 65 to 165 but it didn't make his balance sheet list does that make it a bad company I don't think so. You see, people buy and sell and make investment decisions each day based on information. Now, some of that is going to be limited information. Some people say, I I want to buy XYZ just because I like the company or I like their products. And some people have inside information. Whether we want to accept that or not, I think that's always going to be out there, that some people are just going to have more information than me and more information than you. What point and figure does is it eliminates all of that noise. See, if someone's going to act on news or act on information, that's going to be reflected in the price. Even if that information is inside information or illegal, it's going to be reflected in the price because they're either going to buy or sell based on the information that they get. So news, if you know, there's good news in a company. If, if the news is good and that's out in circulation, more buyers are going to show up. And if you have more buyers for anything, doesn't matter if we're talking about stock prices, or the price of items at the grocery store, doesn't make a difference. When you have more buyers, more demand for your product, the price must rise. That's not a theory. That's an economic law. The reverse is also true. If more people are selling 
based on information, whether it's complete information, incomplete information, or inside information, when more people are selling, what happens to the price? Well, when there's more supply, the price is going to fall. Again, so price becomes the ultimate indicator for how we make decisions when we're managing your money. If things are going well, the price of the company's stock will rise. That's why Apple is over $200 a share and Blockbuster Video is out of business. So Dorfman comes up with this list and there's some, like I mentioned earlier, there's some really great names on there. Um, Forest Labs and Qualcomm and Google made the list and, and that's really great, but it doesn't really help us determine if now's the good time to be buying this or at some point when do we want to sell this and take some money off the table. So I mentioned earlier that the uh, market was down Tuesday afternoon. The market was up Monday, down Tuesday. We had uh, Ben Bernanke talking about or really just kind of commenting on the price of oil and what kind of impact that's going to have on the economy. Like anyone else, he's giving his opinion. His opinion is a little more informed than mine. And so... What he said was he believes that if oil continues to stay at these levels, it's going to have a modest impact on the growth in the economy. Not a terrible impact, but a modest one. And with that, the market just completely sold off. What we're seeing now here as we head into March of 2011 is we're getting a lot more volatility coming back into the market. It makes people nervous. I've observed over my time in the business that no one really takes notice if the market moves up three or four days in a row. If the market goes up 10 points today and 8 points tomorrow and 25 points the next day, most people aren't really talking about it. But if the market goes down three or four days in a row, people are talking. And markets, just my observation, tend to fall a little faster then they rise. A colleague of mine pointed out last night that half of the gain for the year in the S&P 500 was wiped out in just three days last week. Now, you know, we're talking about a really small time frame, so we've got a small sample size that we're using. You know, he's looking at the first month and a half of the year, but the gains, half of the gains for the year were wiped out in just three days, so it can go pretty quick for the point and figure charts, a little volatility, not so bad. And here's why. Many of the charts that I've been following have been extended up on stems. It's really hard to buy charts like that since you, know, you have a chart that broke out of a base in, say, September, October. It started moving up, went through November, December, January, went straight up. It's hard to buy since a chart would have to fall really far, I mean, come all the way back down the entire length of the stem to generate a cell, one single cell signal. So that's a little hard to, to buy, and you never really know what's going to happen when pullbacks begin. So picture a chart that's gone straight up since November without any kind of break. The past few days or the past two weeks, we've started to see a lot of charts pull back. And what that means is they've gone straight up in a column of 15, 18, 20 
X's straight up, no break. Now, just in the last week or so, they've made a new column of O's and they're starting to come down three boxes, four boxes, not a lot. If the chart moves up from here and the chart goes back and makes a new column of X's, we have a couple of things happen. We're going to be really close to a new buy signal, which will be great. That's more sustained move. And we also put a sell signal a lot closer than where we were back in November. So a little volatility is a good thing. That's not necessarily bad. The other thing that we like to point out to our clients, or at least remind them of, is when we do get a uh, sell signal like that, even if we have a few more column changes from X's to O's and back to X's, and if we get another O column, that's going to be, for many charts, the first sell signal in a long uptrend. And my experience has shown that when we get that first sell signal in a long uptrend, that's usually false. And it's something that we can oftentimes ignore. Not always, but most times we can. The other thing that happens when you do get a first sell signal on a long uptrend is when or if that stock or chart moves back into X's, if it generates another buy signal, we've got what's called a shakeout pattern. And those are really pretty strong patterns. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Right now, the market in the bigger picture is still very bullishly structured. The short term is getting a little sloppy, so we want to be careful about when we're putting money to work. We'd, we'd rather do that very slowly and uh, not be in a hurry to buy things that are up on stems. Again, if you'd like to see an example of what we're talking about in terms of seeing some of these charts that are up on stems and how these patterns can unfold, definitely call the office. You can reach us at 732 223 9,000, or you can find us on the web at www.maluli.net. That's M-U-L-L-O-O-L-Y.net. Again, we like we say each week, we advise our clients uh, to always consult with an investment advisor before they make an investment decision to buy or sell. If you don't have an investment advisor, feel free to contact Maluli Asset Management. We'll be happy to answer whatever questions you have. That's it for this week, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks for listening.